dance like you're stamping on a human face forever. Love like you've been in a serious car crash that minced the front of your brain. Stab like no one can arrest you. And live like there's no such thing as God. Hello and welcome to episode 478 of Under the Cull of MS. This is the second previews episode for this month that we're going to do. But first, I'm going to do some comic reviews that I have piled up from the weekend. Uh, That was a little quote by Warren Ellis. And let's just get right into the comic reviews. I'm just wiped today. I woke up to snow on the ground. (laughs) In the middle of October, which is never a good thing. Not a good sign for winter to come. But comic-wise, we have some fun. Starting off with Berserker number 10 from Boom Studios. In here, our character... Unut is being questioned by the gal that's kind of like the scientist that's watching over him, keeping an eye on him, and she just so happened to acquire her own bits of power over the last couple issues. And we have the whole organization working on their next event with Unut, where they're going to try and find the land where the item that his mother tried to give him in the beginning that his stepfather threw into the bird-like statue that his dad just threw into a that big pit where they lived and it was lost forever until now they go searching for it and while all that's happening we're also seeing more about the scientists seeing little parts of them what they're gonna do and what the girl with Unut has planned and what happens if they do find the relic? Oh, I'm just, I'm just having a rough one today. <laughs> uh, still feeling like crap. Still having issues from who knows what. New issues, extra issues, I should say. I always have some type of freaking issue with this disease. But yeah, it's just still feeling like crap with the breathing issues that aren't really breathing issues, but feel like breathing issues, uh, pulse issues, pain issues, just. Everything just amped up and 
contact my MS doctor. They tell me it's got nothing to do with the MS medication. Contact cardiologist. It has nothing to do with cardiology. It's not pulmonologist. Nothing to do with pulmonology issues. It's everybody's... Nobody wants to admit that it could be related to something that they deal with. And it's like, all I want is someone to give me a fucking test that can tell me what the hell's going on and why I have this shit. It's like, kind of pisses me off with the neurology part because you sit there and contact your MS neurologist, which should be your main main person, the person that's watching out for you because you're dealing with this shit and you're on these medications because of this disease. And they deny it and act like it doesn't do it yet. You read side effects and talk to other people that went through it and they had similar issues. And the good thing about doing the podcast is I'm listening to my podcast from the first year of Maven Cloud while I'm taking the second year of Maven Cloud and I'm noticing a lot of the same things happening. So it's like you would think it's the same things are happening two years in a row that there might be some link. There might be some type of condition that's being caused from the medication having your body your system wiped out of the cells that you need, your T and B cells to protect your body and take care of your body. Instead, I looked at my blood test and my cells are way down to like, I think my B cells were like 8%. Of the ones I should have in my body, I have in my body at the moment. That's not enough. That's not many. So you would think, yeah, when you're running low on those cells that take care of you, yeah, it's you're gonna feel funky. You're gonna feel like shit. You're gonna have stuff issues with it. But doctors just every time I talk to a doctor, they just always come up with some way to answer it and go around about to not be part of shit and then I spend the rest of my time dealing with the pains trying to talk to other doctors that they tell me I should contact and have them do tests it's like why don't you do a fucking test first because if I got proof that last year at the same goddamn time when we were doing all this shit that I was having these problems Uh, yeah, sorry, I shouldn't, I need to just get off this rant, I shouldn't be talking health stuff at all during this segment, because this is just the previews of things to come, so I'm sorry, I'm not even going to get into that, I'll save it for Wellness Wednesday if I live that long, (laughs) okay, yeah, all right, Things that make me happy and feel better. We have Elvira in Horrorland number four. Which I had to get a couple different color covers on this one because this is based off 
Nightmare on Elm Street, and they had some pretty cool covers from the parodying some of the movie scenes. But it turns out that movies create their own little pocket dimensions. I bet you always suspected it. Anyways, Elvira is stuck inside those dimensions. And the only way to get home is a magical artifact. The remote control of Federico Fellini. But she hasn't figured out how it works. And in every new dimension, she has to find it all over again. Previously, she's been chased around two different hotels by a psycho mama's boy and a hammy actor. And then got supremely alienated aboard a doomed, yet beautifully set decorated starship. This time... It's some kind of nightmare. It's just, I love how she just pops into the movie scenes, tells the actors what's going to happen, helps them get away from their torturer. Well, yet the torturer is like irritated that Elvira's in the scenes and messing with the story and. This one goes deeper than any other ones. We're getting a little more history and we're starting to meet some of the people in the background that we didn't know much about. I just, I suggest if you like the goofy B-movies, the B-movie actress, the actresses and actors, the B-movie horror host, all that. If you like that type of stuff, you like Elvira, I suggest you should be on all these Elvira runs because they've been a lot of fun, including the Elvira meets Vincent Price's ghost run that we read before this run. And there was... One other Kickstarter one, I can't think of the name of it offhand, but that we did before the Vincent Price one. That was wonderful. And yeah, definitely check them out if you can. Next up, we have Florida Man. Number three, they labeled the cover right this time. And in this one, we get all kinds of covers in the back along with your fan mail and all that stuff. But we get a little deeper into this Swamp Billy family that was able to win the lottery and lose all their money within minutes. And now we have the sister or the girlfriend or whatever that Decided to beat the shit out of a police officer, well, multiple police officers with a big black dildo. Uh, she's wrestling now, getting to do her first matches. And of course, all the fans yell out, calling her black dildo whenever she's out wrestling. 
starts off wrestling the rock lobster. She's got her ways. She's an ornery little shit. She's perfect for the wrestling ring. But yeah, the rest of this storyline, I don't care for. I just can't get into it. I tried. It's just not, not pulling me in. I mean, yeah, I know there's people out there in this world that are this stupid. But I don't really want to glorify them. I don't really want to hear about them. I just, I don't know. I just cannot get into it. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know a lot of people probably will. If you like the Florida Man style stories and you want a big story-based comic run off those stories, this is the way to go. If you're into that hillbilly Redneckian, animal torturing, card jumping, destroying, and thinking you're better than everybody else type mentality. That's your comic book. It's just right up your alley for you. Uh, let's do one more here and then we'll call it good for today. And then we'll get to the previews items coming out in the future the second one for the month and we have grim grim fairy tales number 47 from xenoscope entertainment this is nixie of mill pond taking over after the death of her mother sila sky mother's Sila, Sky Mothers, is the new guardian of the Nexus. With the help of Shang, her mentor, she is learning the extent. It's not Shang-Chi. So this is a different Shang. She is learning the extent of her new powers and trying to figure out the mystery of her connection to the Book of Fairy Tales. Sky's obsession is completed, but her journey is far from over. Now, with the location of Shang literally at her fingertips, she must explore the darkest corners of the grim universe and discover the secrets of the mysterious book in her possession. Yeah, we meet an interesting character in this one. Interesting creature. That attacks some people that are out near the swamp that are hunting for something. And, well, our Van Helsing character ends up jumping in the lake after the creature and chasing it down. She finds a vessel, a unique vessel that's in the swamps, in the water, in the wherever she is i don't think she's in the oceans but yeah that's these are always enjoyable always interesting and when they get deeper on these fairy tale style creatures it's always fun to see where they're going with it but yeah i suggest checking out if you like the weird strange creatures you like the grim fairy tales you like all that i'd check these out they're 
well worth it. And the creatures they deal with are always unique and interesting. And this is Grim Fairy Tales number 47 from Xenoscope, Nixie of Mill Pond. So, and then we're going to stop the reviews there. And we're going to get right to our previews of goodies coming out in the future. Round two, right after this. So don't go away. Okay, coming up next. Oops, I didn't have my page set up right. Let's see, where were we? It looks like, no, no, that, yeah, yep. We're gonna have a death chasm. Hang on. <laughs> Got death chasm number one of four from Opus Comics. New Zealand writer director Jason Lee. Howden returns for his cult horror comedy for another blood splattering good time. Deathgasm has reformed and gone on tour to take out every damn demon they can. But will the band survive the out of this world terror of the Kai? Kai Horo Food and Music Festival? 30 pages of story. I'm sure it's fun. They have Disney facets. They're like see-through glass looking figurines. They're cool looking. They get light colored tint to them. They have a Dumbo 3.25 inch figure by Inesco. And they have Eeyore. Everybody likes Eeyore. By Inesco. And of course he's holding his misplaced tail in front of him. We have Down to the Bone Leukemia Story Graphic Novel by Graphic Mundi. Mundi. When Catherine is diagnosed with acute leukemia, ah, dang it, I just scratched up. <laughs> A deadly form of cancer that attacks the immune system, her life is turned upside down. Young and previously healthy, she now finds herself catapulted into the world of the seriously ill, constantly testing and waiting for results, undergoing endless medical treatments, learning to accept a changing body, communicating with a medical team, and relying on the support of her partner, family, and friends. A professional illustrator, Catherine decides to tell the story of her disease in this graphic novel, and she does so with great sincerity, humor, and rare lucidity. This is something that I hope we can get every disease represented by doing this type of layout and get more chronically ill conditions represented in comics. It's just shitty world out there for a lot of people and it's just we need to make it more understandable so people don't treat chronically ill people like shit for issues that they're having and it's like it's amazing some of the stupid things people say and do in this world 
<clears throat> but hey, I didn't know shit about half my issues before I got them either, so. All right, they got Dracula of Transylvania soft cover, which I believe they had the hard cover the month before, and now they got the soft cover. Uh, it says history bleeds evil at top. This one might be different. Yeah, this might be different than the one that I'm thinking of. So this is by Ricardo Delgado. 1899, Transylvania, Bleeds of History and Evil. Young solicitor Jonathan Harker braves ghosts, demons, living living skeletons, and armies of rats as he encounters Dracula of Transylvania, the son of Satan. The demonic shape-shifting vampire imposes his wrath, malice, and vengeance upon an England bout about to enter the modern era, crushing everything in his path. A fresh, bold retelling of the classic Stoker dark fairy tale. If you like Dracula, Stoker's Dracula, this is probably something you're going to want in your collection. I know my wife will probably want it, so I will maybe show it to her. We have Erie Publications Bloody Trading Card Set. It's a PX set. I don't know what that picture extreme may be. I don't know. It's by Fantacle. But just by seeing the cover picture, this could be some pretty fun artwork. So, 60 of the most horrifying and outright dangerous Erie Publications covers and information about each cover on the backs of the cards. That's cool. And I might have to check them out. I like the little horror magazine cards and stuff like that that have all the information, the cover cards and things. They also have an Erie Publications bloody trading card set that isn't the PX. So I don't know. I wish I knew what PX. I'm going to have to look that up. Also by Fantico, of course. You got... Elephant Men, 2261 Omnibus, Volume 1, Trade Paperback by Dark Horse. Well, is it Omnibus or a Trade Paperback? <laughs> That's kind of confusing. It's Blade Runner meets Planet of the Apes in the next adventure of the pulp science fiction series Elephant Men, which debuted nearly 15 years and 80 issues ago from Image Comics. Elephant men are human-animal hybrids designed to fight a war. But the war is over, and now they live among us. This all-new story is a whodunit that draws our heroes, Hip Flask and Jack Farrell, into the curious death of an elephant man known to his friends as Shorty. Following that is an adventure adventure where weapons of war become Africa and China's transgenics have surfaced and are being transported from the East Coast to the West Coast by Transamerican Heist. This omnibus collects Elephant Man 2261 Seasons 1 and 2 
by Richard Starkins and Axel Medellin and cover art by Boo Cook. It's, a, it's an interesting group of characters. I'd like to know more about them. Don't know nothing about that series. And it's not bad. Retail $24.99. I can get it for 30% off, but I don't I don't know much about it, so I can't tell. Is it an omnibus? So it'd be bigger or a trade paperback. It says both. It's by Dark Horse Comics. I may have to check it out. We'll see. E.T. 12-inch foam figure prop replica by NECA. So if you want that scary little alien from your childhood, <laughs> from my childhood at least, if you're born around the 70s, you can have that scary little figure and stick them in your stuffed animals pile. They can be popping out. They also have an ET 40th anniversary deluxe ET ultra seven inch action figure with LED chest. Doesn't his finger light up too? Deep on home. ET 40th anniversary dress up ET ultimate seven inch action figure by Neko and a scary little. Alien dressed up as an old lady. E.T. <laughs> uh, e. 40th anniversary. Elliot and E.T. on bikes. Seven inch action figure by NECA. This one's cool because they got the moon background that you can set up the whole display with. It'd be pretty cool. And all these come with lots of extra parts and pieces and side items and stuff. They also had the E.T. 40th anniversary. E.T. Ultimate. Ultimate action, ultimate seven inch action figure by NECA and the telepathic ET ultimate action figure, seven inch action figure by NECA. And this one's a lot of fun. They have the Exorcist W1 Regan vomit splatter reaction figure by Super 7 Media. I and mean, she's just covered in puke. <laughs> it's just, it's awesome. Uh, we have a family time number one by Ablaze Media. The O'Connell family, Lily, age 13, Tyler, age 11, and their parents are vacationing in Ireland, lucky little shits, when they encounter an old man with a mysterious crystal that seemingly teleports them 1,000 years back in time. Unsure whether they have stumbled into a historical reenactment, the family must befriend Rory, a timid local, battle a medieval tyrant named Syrian, or Chiran, and his henchmen, and figure out how to get back to the present, while Lily learns to use her newfound superpowers. That's... Time travel, so I already hate it right there. But yeah, I'm sure it. I, I'm sure it's a lot of fun. Don't hate it because I hate time travel. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, we got Fem Force number one ninety nine by AC Comics. I just put this on the list because I'm guessing it's just a special one. Uh, the Shimmer. An enigmatic entity that continuously shuffles back in and out of reality has extreme hatred for Femforce, 
using powers that none can comprehend, he extricates villains from prison and reanimates those that are dead. The purpose to utterly destroy Femforce. Don't miss a gathering of evil. Well, yeah, if he can help the evil beings escape, and then every time Femforce kills one, they can bring him back to life. And the little bit I did check out of Femforce wasn't bad. I remember enjoying it. So I'm sure that would be decent. I, I don't know. I might pick it up just for a flashback to Fem. What a I read previously and see if I still enjoy it. We have Farrell's Sexy Bag Set of five comics by Avatar Press. And we have Firstborns, number one of four by Sumerian Comics. From the writer and artist of Heavy Metal Drummer, Stanley Green wakes up in the middle of the night from a restless nightmare. In it, his high school classmate, David Pilgrim, burns to death in front of his eyes, right after coming into contact with a strange artifact of alien origin. Yeah, you do not touch weird stuff until you know what the heck it's all about. Otherwise, you might burst into flames or something. Or a giant rock might come rolling down a hill after you. Or the floor might fall out from underneath you and be full of spikes. You never know. We have Frank Frazetta, Death Dealer Cover Gallery, number one by Opus Comics. If you like Frank Frazetta's artwork, which is beautiful artwork, you might want a cover gallery book. It's a nice little uh, coffee table book to have all for people to check out. And we got Frank Miller's Pandora, number one, by Frank Miller Presents. What if you could have everything you ever wanted, but it was at everyone else's expense? Well, that's dickish. <laughs> Drawn to a mystic relic that can deliver all her heart's desires, Annabeth Dean uses this power in an Attempt to recreate the world and fill her empty life with friendship and love. But power comes at a price and her perfect new world is replacing the real world around us. Annabeth now has all she's ever wanted. But her better place is an invasion. And she's the gateway to the end of the world. Only she can stop it. But to do so... She must sacrifice everything she loves. <laughs> yeah. Don't need those type of powers. Got the Fright Fest Guide to Vampire Movies, if you're a vampire lover, by Fab Press. Find out about all the different vampire movies that you missed out on, and now you can go back and check them out. They have Funko, Back to the Future, Little Golden Books. They do these little golden books every now and then. They come out with some pretty cool ones. And this next one I've seen, and I'm like, damn it, do I got to start collecting little golden books now? <laughs> we got Funko Jaws, Big Shark, Little Boat, Little Golden Book. By Golden, little, by golden Books. They also have the Funko TMNT, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles half shell, little golden book. Those two I want. Then we got Gargoyles, volume three, number one, cover C. Well, not cover C. The cover C is pretty cool. Pretty detailed Lucio Perillo cover of, uh, mm, dang it, lost his name, the head gargoyle. All new ongoing series in con- continuity with the epic Gargoyles television classic. 1,000 years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night, they were betrayed by the humans they had sworn to protect. Imagine that. Frozen in stone by a magical spell for thousand for a thousand years. Now here in Manhattan the spell is broken. And they live again. They are defenders of the night. They are gargoyles. Uh, it's I love this the cartoon series. I like the gargoyle and the first original run of gargoyles. There's some special runs or whatever. Uh, those went up in price quite a bit, so you might want to grab on a couple and at least get them in your. Put them away for your children to throw away someday after you pass. And you'll be thinking that they're going to cash in and make bank. But no, they're like, yeah, we don't want all this crap. And they just bring a dumpster in and toss all your wonderful shit, all your collectibles and comics. It's sad, but (laughs) it's true. I've seen it done a ton of times, especially when I ran a moving company. All right, we got G.I. Joe Classified Series Sergeant Slaughter, six-inch action figure. With I mean, his chin alone is probably four inches of that figure by Hasbro Comics. <laughs> yeah, I always liked old Sergeant Slaughter when he was in G.I. Joe. I thought that was funny. Then we got Gloppel Number One by Legends Comics. Character on the cover looks interesting. Not sure what it's all about. I don't know why I have this double desktop screen pop up all of a sudden. Legends Comics Publishing presents the Gloppel. Mysterious Dr. Vinyl Vinyl has created a delightful treat known as Blueberry Gloppies. And everyone loves it. But Vinyl. But Vinyl wants more. Dreaming of world domination and wealth. From the basement of his shop, something new grows, something powerful, something alive, the Gloppel. Under Vinyl's control, the Gloppel will be unleashed on an unsuspecting Dallas. Is he friend or foe? Find out in this all-ages tale. The character looks kind of cool, kind of looks like a blueberry turtle type character without a shell. Kind of got that feel to it, but I'm curious. It's written by Matt Cole, art by Jose Carinos. I will be curious what it is all about. And next up, we got 
Great Food in Comics Set by NBM. Doesn't say one shot or a number or anything, so it must be a single thing, but two delicious, I guess it's two books. Two delicious books in comics on food reunited. Sushi and chocolates are explored. Fly to Japan and come discover all there is to know about sushi. After revealing the secrets of chocolate to us, Franky, F-R-A-N-C-K-I-E, Franky, El Arcan offers a gourmet panorama of this exceptional dish that has conquered the planet. But do you really know sushi? And for dessert following, Jacques Genin for a year, Frankie and Larkan hobnobbed with one of the biggest chefs of chocolate. Chocolate. Former chef and pastry chef for prestigious restaurants, this super talented autodidact shares all his passion and knowledge of chocolate and his process for creating recipes. Hmm. And if you look at the cover, the cover says The Art of Sushi by Franke Alarcon. And then it says The Great Food in Comic Set. So it's like Thinking maybe one side's the art of sushi, maybe flip, and you got the art of chocolate, chocolate. But yeah, not sure. Might have to get that for one of our nieces. We'll see. I'll have to talk to the wife about that one. We have Grim Space number one by Scout Comics. The perfect mashup of sci-fi and classic fairy tales has arrived. Grim Space tackles Jack and the Beanstalk with its debut issue as a mechanic named Jack is forced to sell a broken robot at a space bazaar. Instead, the young mechanic trades it for a mysterious navigation unit with star charts to deep unknown space. Jack hopes the nav unit will bring him opportunity but he and his fellow shipmates find trouble of gigantic proportions. And that's a cool new way to play with the grim fairy tales and all that stuff. But make it on a new planet. Could be very interesting. I might have to... Jeez, this door just slammed because of that wind. It scared the crap out of me. Might just have to check that one out just because the cover character looks wickedly fun. Scout Comics does a wonderful job with a lot of their stuff as I have been enjoying. We have Grim Spotlight Red Agent Friendly Fire by Xenoscope Entertainment. Doesn't say if it's a one shot or anything, so I guess it is because it doesn't have a number. But Brittany. Red Agent Waters and Avril Williams are on a priority assignment for Rubicon at a remote tropical island. 
Oh, the price of being super spies. But when all hell breaks loose, this mission becomes anything but a vacation, following one puzzling encounter after another. Our team finds itself on a mysterious set of mountains in Antarctica, and what they discover there could lead them both to madness. Hmm. That could be a good storyline. Grits and Gears, number one of six by Blood Moon Comics. The wonders of steampunk technology have reached the Old West. It is 1879, and the world is about to meet Ranger One, the first self-aware automatron or auto, auto, automaton they have. I think it's supposed to be automatron, but I could be wrong. Programmed to eradicate crime in the town of Steam's Eddy. But what happens in the next few years that made the federal government ban the existence of self-aware automatons? And whatever happened to the Hero Ranger 1? There are whispers of a grifter automaton named Screwdriver, who is saving humans and automatons Ali Ike. Ali Key? A-L-I-K-E. I mean, come on, people. Let's just write normal. <laughs> He's a machine wanted by the law, functional or dismantled. And this basically sounds like Transformers on the light side to me. And not a huge Transformers fan anymore. I was when I was younger. It was enjoyable because you got to play with the figures and they were fun. <laughs> We have Gru, Gods Against Gru, number one. This is by Dark Horse. The bumbling barbarian Gru has made quite a name for himself, traveling the land, leaving a path of destruction, and cheese dip. He is either so greatly feared or favored wherever he goes. Gru's earthly reputation causes a Gru deity to arise in the heavens. While earthbound Gru hungers, his divine Gru alter ego unleashes chaos. Plus, Sergio's legendary back cover, Rofirto, strips return. Hmm. I always like the Gru and his dog. (laughs) Uh, Stories, comics, the Sunday comics, the newspaper comics. This is where I read them. We have Happy Horror Days one shot. This is by Archie Comics. Cool. I see something I'll be getting. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring. Not even a werewolf. The holidays look a little different in Riverdale this year. Santa's nowhere in sight. But Krampus is on the rampage. Who can take him down? Why, only someone who can meet his match. And that's someone's best friend, Monster Hunter. That's right. Werejug returns to do battle with the horned and hoofed holiday beast with Betty Cooper in his corner. 
Then we dive into the true story of the Icelandic Yule Cat. Yola Katurin and her master. Sheila Wu finally... Reggie meets a nice girl that he takes to the holiday dance. But things aren't as they seem when she systematically dismantles Reggie's life. The holidays are horrifying in this special horror anthology that reunites the team of Jughead the Hunger. That's awesome. That was a fun run. I'm looking forward to this. I like that it's a one shot. And just the covers kick ass with Wear Jug and this Krampus character going at each other. I just, yeah. That'll be in my stocking. That's for sure. All right. Where are we at here? I think we're running out of time. Yep. We'll have to stop it there. And we will get back with more goodies soon. Okay, let's get back to the goodies that are coming out in a few months or sometime around then. Uh, Starting out with a Tin Titans Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade Previews Exclusive Lunchbox and Beverage Container by Surreal Entertainment. So that's a nice little... I don't, I, I've been using my lunchboxes to store all kinds of things in and they just work out nice. And then you got the cool old collectible lunchbox. You can stick it on a shelf and hide all your goodies inside. And that way you don't have crap laying all over the place. So they got some pretty cool lunch boxes that they've been coming out with too. And there's, I think there's a few different types this month's catalog, but I just picked out the ones that I thought looked the coolest. And next up, I think we left off here. Yeah, we'll start with this one. I don't know. I might've talked about it, but it's happy horror days. One shot by Archie comics. Yeah, I did talk about this one already. This is the one with our wear jugs back, so yeah. I remember that one in the last segment. And let's see if this is where we left off. Hard Case, Crime, Gun Honey, Blood for Blood, 1 to 4, Virgin Cosplay Photo Covers Pack. So you got cosplayers, 90% nude on the covers. Want those. Next up, we have Harley Quinn Uncovered, number one, one shot. This just so happens to be a bunch of Harley Quinn covers uh, in celebration of Harley Quinn number 25 comes a gorgeous, irreverent look at an, the amazing variant covers that helped make the Maid of Mischief magnificent. Enjoy an art book of epic proportions featuring some of the hottest creators in the industry. So I love when they do art books, but I really wish they'd follow in the steps of, I think it's Grim Fairy Tales, and throw a little story in there, a short story. I mean, art's wonderful, but it's nice to have that little short story too. And some of the ones that, well, the one that I 
reviewed was one of the best stories they had the whole year. It was just a tiny little short one that they threw into a a picture book. All right, we got Helena Scythe, Bad Girls, big set of five comics by Boundless Comics. And we have Hellwitch vs. Lady Death, Wargasm, number one, with the Hellwitch cosplay cover from Coffin Comics, Deathocalypse, the officially year-long company-wide event, Climax is here. The Hellwitch vs. Lady Death, Wargasm, number one, Hellwitch dominates cosplay edition, and the Hellwitch vs. Lady Death, Wargasm, number one. Lady Death Dominates Cosplay Edition are limited edition premium square bound graphic novels containing all 48 pages of the Wargasm story. I'm just not big on the cosplay covers. I never really liked the reality covers myself. They also have Hell Witch vs. Lady Death Wargasm number one. Uh, Lady Death cosplay. So you can get either the Hellwitch or the Lady Death cosplay. They also have Hellwitch vs. Lady Death Wargasm number one victory edition. Where you get to see who wins, I guess, on the cover. By Coffin Comics. Uh, Hexware number one by Image. Why sell your soul when you can buy a new one? In corporate-ruled world where class inequality is greater than ever, a desperate, lonely populace is drawn to neo-spiritualism and hedge magic. When their teenage daughter is murdered, the Marx family is left asking the gods what they did to deserve this. But their android maid, which, where, has a different approach... Perhaps if she asked the devil, a new futuristic miniseries. Oh, I guess that's it for description. That says a new futuristic miniseries by Tim Seeley and Zalima Scott Lovina. The Magic Order meets, meets do androids. I don't understand. Dream of elect the magic order meets do androids dream of electric sheep in this dark match mashup of witchcraft and sci-fi. Guess if you read it like that, it still makes no sense, but <laughs> it's how it was supposed to be written, I guess. There's a HWR 70 Plymouth Roadrunner Wild E Coyote 124th Diecast Vehicle by Jada Toys Incorporated. This is fun. I'm, I like that they're bringing these badass muscle cars out with the characters on them. We also have a Bugs Bunny 1956 Chevy Corvette. And a uh, 67 Mustang Shelby with Star Lord on it. And it looks like, let me see once. It looks like it comes with a character. Yeah, you get the character and the car, which is nice. Now, 
did they do it right? Are you? It, it does look like the car door opens on the Star-Lord one. Does the figure fit in the car? I mean, you cannot have a figure and a car if they don't at least fit size-wise. But we'll see. See what happens. They're not badly priced. And you can retail them at 30 Get a little discount if you pre-order them. But, yeah, I'm sure they'll come out with a lot of different characters. They have an I Am Groot uh, button set. Assortment of buttons coming out from Attaboy. And then we got Incredible Hulk number one. Facsimile edition from Marvel Comics. If you want to go way back in time. Get some of the older comics, just not as collectible as they were back then. Then we have Invincible Iron Man Volume 4, Number 1. So the Iron Man is finally jumping on a new run, which we've been hearing about for a while. It all ends. Tony Stark, the genius billionaire playboy philanthropist, has lost it all. His wealth, his fame, his friends... But Stark doesn't realize he still has so much more to lose, especially when the assassins start to come for him. It's the beginning of the end, as the Golden Avenger must fight for his life and find out what it really means to hit rock bottom. And he should be used to figuring out what it, it's like to hit rock bottom when you're an alcoholic the way him and his father were. They should have hit rock bottom a few times. Alright, let's see here. I gotta do something quick. Check my other numbers here. See if I can get this. But yeah, it's... That was never a big uh, Tony Stark Iron Man fan. But we'll see. See where it goes with the new runs and stuff. I'm, I'm not jumping on. I'll listen to see what people are saying, see how it sounds. Go from there. Maybe pick it up down the road in a bargain bin. It's just, just not a fan of the Iron Man character. I just, I don't mind him, but I don't, not in dire need of reading them so, all right i got that fixed now let's go back to what we were doing sorry about that you always take a drink of water hit the like button or whatever while i'm doing things like that i just can't i can't pause apparently with this program so i could edit everything but yeah i like to leave it the way it is all right it's only teenage wasteland Number one by Dark Horse Comics. When his parents go out of town for the weekend, Mexican-American high schooler Yavi decides to throw a party, one that'll launch him and his buds into popularity. Didn't we all? And never, we all failed and just ended up trashing the house and getting our asses whooped. (laughs) Or at least get them noticed by some girls. 
But when things take a turn for the worst, Yabi or Javi or Javi and his friends are thrust into a situation and future they could have never possibly prepared for. For fans of the nice house on the lake and what's the furthest place from here or other comics with really big, really long titles and cool high concepts. <laughs> I liked the nice house on the lake run. This one's not really grabbing me. It's just basically reliving my childhood, having parties. And you don't, you don't do the parties for the girls saying you might think you are, but when you end up having a party, you end up having to deal with a bunch of crap and you don't have time for all the other fun things you think you're going to do. You're better off going to someone else's party and then having fun. Uh, you don't have fun at your own. Trust me. It just ends up being a lot of damage, a lot of headaches. And sometimes, just sometimes, the cops show up and you have over 30 vehicles in your driveway and down the road. <laughs> and the cops knock on the door, and you're the only one sitting in a recliner watching TV with a bottle of lime vodka in your hand. <laughs> and all the people disappeared because you got a phone call from someone else that knows you and letting you, giving you a heads up that the cops are on the way. So everybody goes, runs out in the cornfield to hide in the backyard, or for my case, for that night, we had the basement full. <laughs> Dumbass brother and cousin came to, because my parents were out of town, so they had a, I had to have some type of adult person around, so otherwise I would have had to spend the weekend in jail. But <laughs> they showed up and stupidly let the cops in. <laughs> And once they did, of course, they went for the basement. And once they got down there, about 50 people come piling out of the basement. <laughs> I just sit in the chair while all the parents come to pick up their little brats and yell at me for having a party. It's like, oh, yeah, they're innocent. Just blame me. <laughs> all right, let's get back to the reviews. Sorry about that. I can go on those rants every now and then. Jennifer Blood presents Giulietta, Romeo, Hitwoman, number one. Another key thing, if you're going to make a comic book, put names and words in it that people understand. You don't have to come up with all these fancy new ass things just to be something different. I mean, G-I-U-L-I-E-T-T-A, Giulietta. Giliata? Giliata? I mean, come on. That's just dumb. <laughs> it's one shot. Slamming her way out of the pages of the recent Jennifer Blood series, Italian assassin Giliata Romeo stars in La Tempestra. <laughs> La Tempesta? Oh, God. A Norish, no Norish. Oh, this is bad. Reimagining of the William Shakespeare. Well, no wonder William Shakespeare. No one can read that shit anyway. <laughs> uh, 
or any of the damn names. Play the Tempest. Giulietta is being extradited to Italy after the events of the bountiful storyline when her plane is shot down over a remote island in the Atlantic, a former Nazi stronghold that is now the tiny kingdom of a man named Prospero, a former duke of the Naples mobs, his brother, the man who usurped his position, was being extradited on the same plane, and Giulietta <laughs> finds herself in the middle of a gory blood feud and fighting for her life against Prospero's monstrous servants, Caliban and Ariel. Well, sorry, but just the stupid names took me right away from buying that book. So, you're losing money by doing that. And it's just, you think you're doing something original, but no. Juliet would have been a beautiful, perfect name to use. <laughs> and just go that route. Prospero, I just, <laughs> I don't know, I'm happy year. <laughs> Let's go to Joe Fixit number one by Marvel Comics. Look for more information on this title in a future Marvel previews. So why don't you put the freaking thing for sale in the future Marvel previews, and then we might buy it, because we're not buying the shit if you ain't going to give us a description. <laughs> it looks like a gorilla choking the shit out of a monkey there and they're both in suits or something on the cover i don't know people don't think if you want to sell products you gotta at least promote the damn things jungle fantasy ivory rap cover a big set of five comics by boundless comics they also have cover b big set of five comics and then we got Katie Black Dragon, number one, by Bad Kids, LLC. This gives me a 80s video game feel to it, just looking at the cover, but we'll see. From the writer of Frankenrocker and the Jailbait Punks, which is something that I'd like to get my hands on, just read. Uh... She's a divorced housewife from Jersey who spent her life savings on cybernetic enhancements. Now she works as an inexperienced mercenary taking on dangerous missions to pay off her debts. Completely fearless and thoroughly encourageable, welcome to the debut issue of Katie Black Dragon, Galactic Freelancer. Yeah, if this goes off the 80s play, uh, 80s period and stuff, that feel, I wouldn't mind checking it out, but we'll wait and see where this goes. Maybe trade it out in the future if I hear good things, but I just recently mentioned, gave a shout out for something that's coming out in the future, and that's kind of got this field way better. And I uh, 
suggest checking that out instead. A little thing called Psychotron, if you get your hands on it. Then we have Know Your Station, number one, by Boom Studios. See where our, yeah, we got plenty of time here. The wealthiest person in the solar system abandoned the Earth for a private sanctuary in space. Oh, that'd be awesome. Leaving the rest of us to die amidst the cataclysmic climate change. Hey, they destroyed the planet. They can have it. If I can get it my own, I'll take it. <laughs> but the 1% won't be safe for long. A murderer is on the loose, specifically targeting the super rich. Soon, Elise, an employee of the billionaire's space station, is wrapped up in a deadly investigation, with each issue featuring a new, diabolically different kill. 2021's breakout writer Sarah Gailey and Liana Congas take a stab at the ultra-wealthy, their dreams of escaping the very planet they've put in peril, and the consequences of a future that might not be so far away. And it's common sense, and if the planet's dying, yeah, you're going to have all kinds of murderers and psychopaths and all kinds of things that are going to be happening, because no one's going to give a shit, because they know the world's ending. So yeah, I say keep an eye out for where those... One percenters have their special little airports and we just take it over and we go for a trip ourselves. I think that's what me, the wife, and a bunch of animals will do. <laughs> well, let's call it Kirby's Ark. <laughs> me and Shelly will just save as bun many animals as we can and take them to a decent planet that's not destroying itself and I'm not letting any of you pricks in that are going to come back and start ripping the next planet apart. Destroying it. Yeah. Useless, wasteful, rich, ignorant, worthless. <laughs> yeah. La Muerta Onslaught One Slot The Belfo Hollow Foil Cover by Coffin Comics. I guess it's just La Muerto Onslaught. It's a one-shot. It's a hollow foil edition. Features all 48 pages of the pages of the Onslaught story with a premium limited edition hollow foil cover. Well, I know nothing about the Onslaught story, so why don't you tell us about it? But I would have totally been into it by looking at the cover, but I ain't going to do shit unless I know a little more about it. We have a Lady Death Apocalypse wrap bag set of six comics by Boundless Comics. We got a Lady Death Lost Souls bag set of five comics by Boundless Comics. We got a Lady Death Mighty bag set of five comics. A Lady Death Pose bag set of five comics. A Lady Death Unbridled bag set of five comics, all from Boundless Comics. If you like to get sets of comics and little runs and stuff, that's the way to go. We have Last Days of Black Hammer from the World of Black Hammer trade paperback by Dark Horse Comics. 
This is something I got introduced to, the Black Hammer characters and stuff when we had a little crossover with the DC Black Hammer crossover. And it was fun and interesting, but I never got any deeper on it. I would like to eventually. From the critically acclaimed and Eisner Award-winning writer Jeff Lemire and artist Stefano Sim- Simone comes the essential prequel to the epic events of Black Hammer Volume 1. The Last Days of Black Hammer details the heroics of Joe Weber, the original hero known as Black Hammer. At the height of his power, along with the rest of the main Black Hammer heroes like Golden Gale, Abraham Slam, and Barbalian, in the final days leading up their cataclysmic battle with the cosmic villain Anti-God and their imprisonment on the Limbo Farm collects the original Substack series for the first time. And that's prequel-esque, so wouldn't hurt to check it out, even though it says the last days of Black Hammer, but it talks prequel stylings, so I don't know. We'll see. I'll probably wait, bargain it down the road. Yeah, Legend of Luther Arkwright by Dark Horse Comics. Brian Talbot, Talbot's groundbreaking science fiction epics. The Adventures of Luther Arkwright and its sequel, Heart of Empire, have been acclaimed by Alan Moore, Neil Gaiman, Michael Moorcock, and more. Talbot now launches a third Arkwing saga, The Legend of Luther Arkwright, another milestone in graphic literature. Luther Arkwright a being of vast psychic power capable of traversing the swirling multiverse of infinite existences is pursued by a far superior adversary across multiple historically divergent parallel worlds, both utopian and dystopian, and only Arkwright's experience and force of will provide any hope to avert humanity's annihilation. Interesting. It's just not grabbing me though enough. Let's see here. I gotta check something quick. And then we can jump right back into the goodies coming out. Roughly, a lot of these will probably be coming out around November. Some earlier, some later. Some are re-solicitations and stuff like that. So, yeah. You can always... Uh, I just goofed that up. You can always just contact your local comic shop and see if they have these things you like. Or if you can pre-order them for when they come out. We got Leonide the Vampire, A Christmas for Crows, number one, one shot, from Dark Horse Comics. When good and honest mountain folk come up upon a small coffin among a carriage wreck, 
they find themselves among darker company, company than they bargained for. In this haunting Christmas carol, Hellboy creator Mike Bignola and artist extraordinaire Rochelle Argano weave a chilling holiday tale as the vampire Leonide once again cast her spell over unsuspecting audiences. Continuing the tale of Leonide the Vampire, all new characters and world. Uh, yeah, I, this I think is going to be one of my oddball Christmas stories that I will get. I like that. I was interested in this character when they introduced it. And now I'm definitely going to check out that one. can't remember if I ordered the other one yet. It hasn't come yet, so it will be coming. Uh, this collection looked interesting. And now they have it in trade paperback. But the Little Red Ronin collected edition trade paperback. A terrible beast has haunted the citizens of Pole Town for decades, though most of the town denies it. That is, except for Red and her grandmother. Although the townsfolk believe she's crazy, disappearances and gruesome killings still plague the town with no explanation. Determined to clear their family name, Red hunts the great wolf in hopes of exonerating her grandmother, who lives in exile for spreading terrifying propaganda. This just looked like an interesting run when it was out. I'm surprised it doesn't say that that it collects issues of whatever. I don't know if it was four, five, six issue run, but that, that looked interesting. I might check that out in the future. We have a Looker's Bikini Bag set of five comics from Balmas Comics. And then do we have time for one more? Nah, we'll stop this segment here and we'll get back with another one in a bit. <laughs> 